Hi, this is Katie Sweetman with Empowering Astrology, and this is another live look at the astrology of November 2nd to 8th, 2020. This is actually a take two because, you know, hashtag Mercury retrograde. So if you are watching on the live broadcast, I am very apologetic about the Mercury retrograde shenanigans. Yes, as I record this, Mercury is about to turn direct in Libra. It's actually about to turn direct, uh, we would call square Saturn in Capricorn, don't worry, I will talk all about that. I think when I was last speaking, I was going on a long talk about the upcoming eclipses. So I apparently invoked the clip gods. So if you are watching the live um, broadcast, do say hi, tell me where you're watching from. Um, sorry again for having, well, I'm, I'm doing this again, um, all over again. In honor of the Gemini moon, I'm doing this twice everybody. So yeah, say hello. If you're watching the replay, say hello. What I was saying the first time around was that we had a full moon on Halloween. So on October 31st, we had a full moon and that it was making something called a conjunction to Uranus and Taurus. So even though that full moon was a couple of days ago, we are still sort of seeing the rumbles out as we go into this new week. The thing about this full moon, and this is why I was talking about it the first time around, this is why I was talking about it last week, because I really wanted to put a narrative into the forefront. I wanted you to think and to connect the dots of what was going on May of 2018, again in, say, March of 2019, because these were two major points when Uranus came into Taurus, entered Taurus. So there's a part of your chart, you can go back, for instance, and listen to last week's replay if you missed it. But I did say what part of your life is in the midst of a complete reinvention. Oh my god, there's a part of your life that's in a complete reinvention? Yes, because Uranus's job as a planet is to show us how we to be all of ourselves, not just a little bit of ourselves to be all of ourselves. So it's possible that things were happening over the past few days that challenged you to be all of yourself, to not play small, to not be kind of stuck in fear or stuck in an old pattern or stuck in a rut, because that's the whole point. Uranus has a sometimes annoying habit of taking the things away that are in our way. It could be a relationship could be a job, it could be something else. So hopefully you went through the past few days, nothing too terrible happened. It's not the point of something terrible happening, but how does something new open up that is a potentially positive catalyst for you being your full self, or at least one part of your life being its full potential. This is a lot of the conversations I've been having with my clients lately, especially my Taurus clients, especially my Leo clients, especially my Scorpio clients and my Aquarius clients, because you are the four signs, you're making what's called a cross to this energy. It's transformational. It's potentially life-changing. It's potentially as if the tectonic plates of your life are moving. So you're still possibly feeling the the after effects, the aftershocks, the rumbles as you come into this week, November 2nd to 8th, 2020. Um, but this is why I wanted to sort of connect some of the dots. I think astrology is 
kind of crazy beautiful in hindsight. So you start to see how different moments in time, disconnected, disparate moments in time are actually connected as a thread. And the thing with Uranus and Taurus is that it's going to be in Taurus until 2025 and 2026. So for five more years, there's a particular part of our life, depending on where Taurus is. And maybe some of you are thinking, I have nothing in Taurus. But here's the thing. Even if you have nothing in Taurus, Taurus is some area of your chart, some, some area of your, let's call it your astrology house, so to speak. And that area of your astrology house, if you've been trying to tell yourself that this room is a kitchen when it's actually something very different, then Uranus is like, we have got to get this back to where it needs to be, which is when kind of these big events can sometimes happen into our life to sort of get us out of our way. Something to keep in mind as we go through this week, and I was talking in the first take one of this, that, that this uh, Taurus full moon really does touch on the interplay between Scorpio and Taurus because we are in Scorpio season. And personally, I love the interplay between Scorpio and Taurus because I am a Scorpio. Um, by the way, because I've had a few people ask me, you know, I'm, I'm November 17th Scorpio, so we got to few weeks for until my birthday. Um, but the interplay between Taurus and Scorpio, and especially with this Taurus full moon we had a few days ago, it's a reminder that as we go through Scorpio season, which is a necessary season, it's a necessary sign that we all have to go through in order to face ourselves, to face our fears, to sort of see what is hidden from us. It's sort of these kind of deep and mysterious motives that can sometimes sabotage, get in the way. It's a season for us to experience intimacy. It's a season for us to let go, to get rid of things. Scorpio is the sign of elimination. But Scorpio, you can't, you can't do that energy uh, you know, 24-7. It can't be all elimination. It can't be all death. It can't be all you know, kind of the, the, the intensities, the emotional and psychic intensities of life. Taurus is like, hey, let's just, you know, relax. Let's enjoy things. Let's maybe have a snack. Let's go for a walk outside. Because Taurus is a reminder that even as things die in Scorpio, and I know the D word is an intense word, they are reborn in, in Taurus season six months later. So this is sort of the interplay between Taurus and Scorpio, between life and death, between the fertility and the full bloom and the sweetness of life, you know, Taurus is ruled by Venus to sort of the darker, colder, shadowier days of Scorpio season. You know, as I record this, it's a day after the Day of the Dead. So the veil is very thin right now. Maybe you are feeling sort of the things that go bump in the night. Maybe your dreams are really vivid. I was having a dream with a friend of mine that, uh, sorry, uh, side note, she's in hospice. So, you know, we're getting visited by people that are even perhaps still living, but also preparing to transition. So who's coming to you? Who, what sort of feelings are you feeling right now? What is making you uncomfortable about this time? Do you feel safe? That's another thing. That's the polarity of Scorpio and Taurus. It's trust. It's feeling stable. It's feeling safe. It's that earth beneath our feet, but also the need to jump into the unknown 
from time to time. As we go into this week, apart from Mercury turning direct on November 3rd, that's what happened to my original live broadcast, um, this on Monday, November 2nd, the moon is in Gemini. And perhaps even as I record this, the moon is coming up to the degree of the November 30th lunar eclipse. So yes, we are four weeks away from eclipse season. So eclipse season, you're like, oh my God, eclipse season again? Yes, every six months we have eclipse season. And if this is the first time you are hearing or thinking of eclipse season, um, every six months we have a lunar and a solar eclipse. Sometimes it's two lunar eclipses and a solar eclipse like we had last June and July. But uh, this upcoming eclipse season is just a lunar eclipse and a solar eclipse. And when we have eclipses, they sort of push forward the narrative. Things heat up, life gets a little interesting, sometimes a little dramatic. Um, on a personal level, it's like we're going along in our life and if we're watching our life like it's a theatrical performance, eclipses are when the curtain comes down on one act and it comes up on another act. So when the curtain comes up, there might be something that's very different. There might be a new stage. There might be new characters. People that were there before aren't there anymore. People that you've never met come into your life. It's the start of a new chapter. It's the start of a new, new six-month chapter. And it's part of a story that's been ongoing since the eclipses first went into those two signs, because eclipses are always in these opposing signs from one another. So if you think back to, say, June 5th, we had a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. So the eclipses are coming up to Sagittarius and Gemini. So what I was beginning to say is that with the moon in Gemini today, especially as it comes up to this eclipse degree, there's something about today, there's something potentially about this week that gives us a, a preview into what this eclipse season is about. Eclipses have a habit of showing themselves a month before. It's not just November 30th, something happens, or December 14th, we'll have a solar eclipse in Sagittarius. It's, they sort of start to play out. There's this sort of liminal space that's almost a doorway, a gateway that opens up and it starts to say to us that life is not fixed. It's something is moving in and out of our lives, a new story, a new chapter. And that new chapter began in June of 2020 when we had that first eclipse in the series of Sagittarius and Gemini. Right now, the south node is in Sagittarius. So this means that our collective karma is in Sagittarius. What, what's Sagittarius? It's wisdom, it's knowledge, it's truth, it's faith, it's meaning. It's a sign that teaches us about the world. It teaches us about ourselves in the world. Uh, it educates us. It's the things we learn in books or you know, going to college or going to university. It's a very you know, subjective reality. It's like you know it's true because you read it in a book. You know it's true because you traveled there or you met those people or you experienced it as opposed to subjective truth because you know in internally that it's true. But that's another story from the time. So we are, we can't travel at the moment. You know, Sagittarius is the sign of foreign travel, long distance travel, long distance journeys. 
So because the self-notice there, we are working through some collective story, some collective karma. Uh, every sign of the zodiac has a trap. So I'm not picking on Sagittarius when I say this, but Sagittarius has a maddening habit of being right. It's a sign that's like it's always right, except when it's not right. So right now, we have to maybe do a little bit of, hey, maybe I'm wrong while the south node is in Sagittarius because the north node is in Gemini. So where are we headed towards collectively? We're headed towards Gemini. Gemini, new ideas, new information, new perspectives, new choices. We take the wisdom and the truth of Gemini and we have to look at it from a different perspective. We have to get a new eyes. We have to go back to its source. It's like you get the book and you have all the, the footnotes and you have to go back to the source to see, is it still true? North Node is in Gemini. Maybe we're taking more classes. Maybe we're getting, you know, taking workshops. We, we do need to educate <clears throat> ourselves right now. The uh, lunar nodes being in Sagittarius and Gemini, these are two signs that are about education. Education is really important right now. There's two signs about travel. Travel is very important right now. It's also two signs that's really, you know, speaking about truth and faith and meaning. So we're all in a little bit of an existential time right now. So this is something that we should think about as we are going into the week. <coughs> you know, here I am talking about Gemini, and I'm talking about voice and what's happening. I'm having a throat chakra issue. But it's important to realize that if we don't use our voice, what, what happens? You know, what is in our voice? And this is an example I was giving to a client earlier. <coughs> you can give two people a sheet of paper to read and they can say the same words and what happens now one person says the words and they transmit the words people feel the words there's power behind the words somebody else reads the same words and you you're not heard so i say this and i say this especially for those who let's say you have chiron in gemini you're born in the 1980s um if you have Chiron Gemini, you know, but maybe it's hard for you to be heard. I, I don't have Chiron Gemini, I have Chiron Taurus. Um, but maybe this is uh, an eclipse season where you're having to find your voice, finally. You're having to open up what's in your voice. And certainly right now, Scorpio season, Scorpio is, you know, the moon is in Gemini. So there's this interplay right now happening with voice and, and the power of our voice right now. <coughs> Sorry, guys. This is what happens when you're doing things right on Mercury, stationing direct in a square to Saturn. So maybe this is a good segue. So right now, Mercury is coming to the end of its retrograde. It has gone back to Libra, the sign of relationships. It's the sign of socialization. It's the sign of interaction. It's the sign of equity. So Mercury is in the same place in the sky that it was at the last week of September. So because Mercury has gone back, we are reviewing some of the choices that we made or maybe reviewing the events that we had 
back at the end of September. So this is important for you to you know, take into account in case there's something that has been unresolved since, since September. Maybe this Mercury direct tomorrow, November 3rd, is giving you new perspective. Mercury is stationing square to Saturn. Saturn has been in Capricorn since, well, since the beginning of 2018, except for March to July. But Mercury square Saturn says that we have to choose our words powerfully. We have to choose our words wisely. I was actually born with Mercury square Saturn. So this is like what's called a recurrence transit for me. Um, when I was a child, I had a speech impediment. I had to do like speech therapy. That's very classic Mercury Saturn that there's like a developmental delay or there's a problem with speaking or speech. So I find it very fascinating that here I am trying to speak to you all and it's been an uphill battle today. Um, so here we are, Mercury is square Saturn. Saturn is a, is a planet that means that we have to have maturity. We have to consider our actions, we have to consider our choices, we have to consider our words and how they affect things over time. Normally, Mercury can be a little off the cuff, but Saturn's it's almost like the parent, it's almost like the cop or the authority is that we have to use our words powerfully and wisely. And with the moon in Gemini today, and the moon is in Gemini the next couple of days, it is picking up on a bigger eclipse theme that is going to play out November and December. We all need a new point of view. We all need new information. If you are a Gemini, if you are any immutable signs, this includes Pisces, Sagittarius, um, Virgo, you might be feeling the next few days a little strongly because Mercury squares Saturn and it's pretty much squares Saturn throughout the week. It can be a little bit of a heavy energy, especially if you are one of those signs. It's a very sobering energy and because Mercury is in Libra, the sign of relationships, uh, we might have to make some decisions about a partnership, a relationship, and a, you know some sort of connection that we have. And this might be based on something that we haven't seen before because when Mercury turns direct, it has a habit of revealing things that were previously hidden. And Scorpio, you know, the season of secrets, so something might come tumbling out over the next couple of days. Mercury square Saturn is actually the only major aspect we have this week. It's, it's pretty extended one. So there's that's sort of like the main point of astrology this week. But you know, I really wanted to use this opportunity to get people to start to think about the upcoming eclipses. So like I said, we're four weeks away from eclipse season. Um, I'll just quickly go through the zodiac so you know what part of your life is going to see that kind of curtain come down, curtain come up. Um, if you're an Aries, this is about voice, communication, how you think, how you learn, how you how you speak, the, cho the choices that you make. So this eclipse might bring a decision about your education, a decision about bigger decisions in your life needing to be heard, starting a writing project, for example, maybe if you're a writer or if communication is somehow big 
in your world, um, that might be a, kind of an area of some dramatic shifts over the next year and a half. That's what eclipses do. They kind of create dramatic changes in the narratives, bringing in new ideas, bringing in new information. That's a big thing for you right now, Aries. Um, Taurus. So this eclipse is in your money sign. So you might be making more purchases. You might be bringing in new sources of income. You feel very uh, motivated to kind of create more material stability in your life. So money might be a big theme that's kind of coming up for you in November. Do you have enough? Do you have everything that you need? What is so what is going to help you feel safe and secure right now? And I know Taurus because you've got Uranus and Taurus right now. Maybe a lot of things are shifting and shaking in your world, which is then spilling over into something that sort of hits deeply for you. Material stability, material need, material want, material desires is just kind of part of what your game is, Taurus. Um, after Taurus is Gemini. So if you are a Gemini, you have the eclipse in your sign. So this is like a little bit more of a maybe spotlight for you, more of a dramatic spotlight for you. And I think something that I said in my initial version of this broadcast that has been lost to time, I don't know, maybe it's somewhere floating on Facebook. Um, I was saying that um, these eclipses, they they sort of repeat. So it sort of brings us back to the very end of 2010, 2011, 2012, when we had eclipses in Sagittarius and Gemini, they were just flipped. So maybe you can go back and see some themes from then. You can even go back to 2001, uh, 2002, 2003, when we also had eclipses in Sagittarius and Gemini. But um, you, your life is shifting, it's changing. And I know with Gemini, you're thinking like, what? Does it have to? But I, you know, Gemini, you've been one of the signs that's been going through a lot right now. So, you know, because Saturn is coming up to the end of its time in your eighth sign. So maybe the good news about this Gemini lunar eclipse is that it kicks off a new phase in your life. And Gemini, you could probably use a new a new beginning after all the hard work you've been doing the past couple of years. Um, after Gemini is Cancer. So this part of your chart, Cancer, it's hidden. It's the, the most quiet, the most removed part of your chart. It's the part of the chart that I like to call the God room, so to speak, because it does help you to open up to spiritual connection. It helps you to meditate. It helps you to explore your dreams. It helps you to explore your unconsciousness and your blind spots. So you might be opening up to spirituality and inner meaning in a way that you haven't before. It's also a part of your chart that talks about rest and recuperation. There's a need to sort of retreat from the world to gain sort of, you know, rest after all the maybe hard work that you've been doing on relationships, cancer, over the past few years. Um, if you're the person that needs to kind of go on retreat during this time or kind of get away from the world uh, to like rehab addictions, it's also a perfect time for you to let go of attachments that you have with this eclipse. Um, after Cancer's Leo. So this eclipse talks about community, friendships, the people 
in your social network. And this eclipse is about bringing new people into your life, new friends, new uh, professional connections. Uh, it's a very social place for a lunar eclipse to be. So you might be going into a six month period that's very socially active. It's very busy. You need to kind of be out there in your community. You have to kind of find your people, find your, your groups. Maybe you're getting involved in uh, humanitarian projects or your community or politics that kind of fits within this part of your astrology house, so to speak. Virgo, Gemini is your career sign. So this upcoming eclipse is going to activate career you might see a change. Something in your professional life may change. It could be the title after your name, you get a promotion, or you change jobs, or you realize it's time to go in a new direction. But this part of your life is a bit busy at the moment. So even this week, and even you know, as we go up until the November 30th lunar eclipse, you might see some changes in your professional life brewing. If something does happen and maybe there's a job loss, this eclipse is kind of on your side, or at least what's called the North Node in this part of your chart is on your side because something else can come in um, in, in the next kind of round of things. So it's it's actually working. Thing. Like wherever the North Node is, things are kind of coming into our life as opposed to the South Node where things are typically leaving our life. Um, after Virgo is Libra. So this lunar eclipse is really putting a, you know, kind of illuminating issues around faith and truth and meaning and wisdom. Libra, you're sort of got this flip chart thing going on because you're, you know, Libra is sort of the opposite of Aries. So it's like, how do you put your ideas out there? How do you focus on your your education. Maybe you're thinking about going back to school, Libra. Maybe you need to get more, you know, kind of classes or specialized training for your professional life. But there is a need to sort of share your truth, share your faith, share your meaning um, with the world. This could be a time of publishing and broadcast and media, if that's something that's relevant to you, Libra. And I think it's also, there's a need to find meaning. I mean, certainly there's a lot going on in the world and how do you make sense of things? So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, Scorpio, Gemini is, as I was saying, perhaps in this broadcast or the first version that, I don't know, Mercury, Mercury retrograded out into the ether someplace. Um, this lunar eclipse will be in the part of your chart that is very Scorpio to begin with. It's your eighth sign. So light and dark, intimacy, vulnerability, duality, going deep within. It's a very psychic part of your chart. How do you master yourself? How do you find the balance between these two halves within? How do you open up Scorpio? And Scorpio, because you do have Uranus in your relationship sign, you will have Uranus in your relationship sign for the next five years, that's going to require you to open up. It's gonna require you to get more vulnerable. So it's you're sort of stepping into a deeply psychological time in your life. I'm sure you love this Scorpio. Um, Moving on to Sagittarius, uh, the this lunar eclipse is right in your relationship sign of Gemini. So when I see eclipses in the relationship sign and sometimes in the opposite sign too, so this would apply also 
to um, Gemini. Um, it's about new relationships coming in. Eclipses naturally coincide with uh, major life events. So serious relationships, you move in with a partner, you meet a partner, there's a marriage, there's something else that's going on. Um, something changes about an existing relationship, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Or if a relationship is not working, then this lunar eclipse can start to you know, kind of show signs that things need to change in that department. But it is very much about relationships in general. This might not necessarily be with all Sagittarius relationships coming in, even if it's new people coming into your life. Moving on to Capricorn. So Gemini is your sign of health and wellness. How do you take care of your body? How do you eat? How do you organize your day-to-day -day life? What is your routine? What are your rituals like? Is it a mess? Is it well organized? So Gemini is really saying it's time to kind of create some practice in, in life. It's time to make sure that we have everything organized, that there's routine, that there's healthy living. So that, you know, really focusing on your health is important right now. And of course, Health is important. You, your body is the only one you got. And Capricorn, you have been through a lot the last few years, I don't know, last decade. So this eclipse season will try to get you more grounded, body, mind, and soul, because you also have eclipses in the opposing sign, Sagittarius, which for you is a very spiritual and uh, spiritual, but more about like trying to find that uh, existential meaning in your life and focusing on your kind of your spiritual health as well as your physical health. Aquarius, uh, this is a, a part of your chart that talks about really expressing who you are, creativity, identity. Um, this could be uh, t projects where you get to share your talents, where you get to sort of revel and who you are, you get to play and you get to have fun. It's also a sign that does, if this is relevant to you, of course, that can speak to pregnancy. If you are Aquarius or Aquarius risings, you have eclipses in the part of your chart that naturally speak to pregnancy. If that is something you want, fantastic. If that's not something you want, you, you know what you need to do. So just a little heads up. Um, and it's also if you are some sort of performer or you have some sort of creative talent, you might be putting a lot of effort into that creative talent right now. Um, then lastly, Pisces. So Gemini forms the base of your astrology chart, the base of your astrology house. So this eclipse might naturally speak to a move, a change in the household, a change in the living situation. This adjacent to the some comments that I was making about children a few moment, moments ago can also include new family members coming into your life. So this eclipse, you know, you might see a lot of changes in your home environment. If you've been thinking about moving, it may mean that going into the new year, maybe even later in the year, there could be a move because there will be eclipses in June of 2021. Um, if you want to settle down, if you want to make changes in your existing living situation, this eclipse is going to start to play out throughout this month, November. This is why I'm talking about it now because we're four weeks away and this moon today and Gemini is a little bit of a preview. So hopefully not a preview for me where my Facebook live feed cuts off and I have to do this twice or I start to 
you know, my throat chakra gets a little weird, but you know, we all have our karmic lessons to learn. So think about what's happening this week. I, I know that there's a lot that's happening this week, but um, thank you all for sitting, sitting twice, because you know, in honor of the Gemini moon, I had to do this twice. Side note, because I do have a Gemini moon, um, I had this like tendency to manifest pairs. It's like not, you know, I have two roommates with the same name or I, it's not just, I can't have just, just have it in one color. I have it in two different colors, back to back clients with Pisces rising or back to back clients with a planet at the same degree. Um, so it's like over and over again in pairs. So of course, to honor that theme in my life, I had to do this twice. So thank you for sitting with me um, through another Facebook Live or watching the replay on YouTube, on IGTV, on Instagram, um, or listening on Spotify. Uh, yes, Bonnie is like, she had to watch it again. Um, but yes, thank you for all that are watching me live. I know some of you are in Australia and New Zealand. It's a little bit early on your end, but thanks for kind of getting up with me. And for those that stayed up and watched with me live, thank you again. Um, I do appreciate all your continued support and your cheering on, and I will continue to be your biggest cheerleader as we use astrology to be our best selves. And certainly, um, we live in a time where we need to all work to be our best selves. So please join me for another Facebook Live, or you can, again, YouTube, Spotify, IGTV, follow me on my website, empoweringastrology.com. Sign up for my newsletter. The links are in the show notes. Book a consultation with me. So until the next time, bye.